you know, I just watched while we were you're playing that bumper music, Michael Jackson, <clears throat> Jackson Five. I just watched the documentary for the second time I watched it, but I watched mm-hmm. it again uh, of Michael Jackson's rehearsals for the concert that he never had. And it was kind of sad. I mean, it was unbelievable because mm-hmm. they took you through the very beginning, the ex- the unbelievable talent that he had brought around him for this concert. Mm-hmm. The lights they were going to do, they, they had a cherry picker that they were going to raise him up over the crowd. Mm. They had, uh, they actually cut movies that fit with the songs like Thriller and different things. And it went through like two hours of all the rehearsals. Oh, wow. That led up to it, to the very end when they got together and they kind of talked and they were getting ready to do the concert and it wasn't a couple days later that he died. And this concert would have been unbelievable. And it was just, it was wow. kind of tough mm-hmm. to watch. It was, now I, I do, it is 26 degrees. It's it's really, heat, it's really heated up. Sun's out though. <clears throat> it's, Sun's a, it's, out, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, what's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dry 26 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it's a dry heat. I do want to get in the election and I'm just going to get into it briefly. Um, because there was talk about a blue wave and all this stuff. And, um, I wanted to talk about my board games. Well, we will. All right. We will. But this, I just want to get this out all of the way. Right. It was kind of a ripple. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at this, for a midterm election with so much division, <clears throat> people really expected mass, mass yeah, sweeping out. changes. Trump was actually the third president in the last 100 years to gain seats, Senate seats, in the midterm. Third president in 100 years. Wow. And I, I went back and I looked at incumbents in their first presidents in their first midterm. Okay. Uh, Barack Obama, in his first midterm, lost 63 House seats and nine Senate seats. Okay. Now, that was a wave. Bill Clinton, in his first midterm, lost 54 House seats and nine Senate seats. Gerald Ford lost 48 and four. Warren Harding, 77 and 7. And Franklin Roosevelt, Mm -hmm. in his first midterm, lost 72 House seats and 7 Senate seats. Wow. So you look at this, and and the, you know, losing 26 House seats. And how many Senate seats? They actually gained. Oh, gained. Senate seats. Okay. Um, Like I said, he was the first in 100 years to gain Senate seats, or the third in 100 years. Wow. Um, I was also looking at, at Stark County, and I was kind of surprised. Uh, Mike DeWine, you, you look at it, it was a tremendous red wave mm-hmm. in Stark County, right. which really kind of surprised me. Right. DeWine run, won big in Stark County. Uh, Yost won big in Stark County. Faber, these are all Republicans. LaRose... I mean, big. Sprague, Renacy, Renacy, even though he lost the state, won Stark County. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Gibbs, DePizzo, Gonzalez, Anthony Gonzalez right. one. Mm-hmm. And you just keep going through the list. These are all Republicans. Everybody Olslager. The only one, which which is rightly so, should not have ever lost is Thomas West. Right. Democrat. Right. But I don't see, you know, he won He won big, 58 to 42 in mm-hmm. Stark County, and he should. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's an unbelievable servant. Janet Creighton, Harold. Um, it, it was all red. I mean, all red. Mm-hmm. And and I I was kind of surprised by that in Stark County. I guess I expected it to be a little bit balanced, but uh, very red. Issue one. I'm I'm going to admit this on the air. Okay. I I don't mind doing this. I voted for it. Okay. Uh, and the only reason I voted for it is because I don't think the state legislature will ever, ever get around to reforming our policies on 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 drug minor drug possessions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And our prisons will continue to swell, will continue to build bigger ones and new ones, and we will never have this path to allow someone with a minor drug offense who ends up going to prison and convicted to, to just be, the life is over because they they won't be able to vote, they won't be able to do this, they won't be able to do that. They're, mm-hmm. they're restricted from jobs. You know, you have that stigma. Mm-hmm. And and I think, I think what issue one, and what I struggled with was the permanency of it, mm-hmm. changing the Constitution. But I, but in it, but I voted my conscience and, and I voted for it mm-hmm. going in. It, it, it failed miserably. But I hope there maybe is a message there that people didn't vote against it because of its merit so much as because it was a constitutional amendment. That was going to be my next question. Do you do you see a similar issue coming around anytime soon? I don't because I think legislate. I I think our legislators and I don't know. I need to ask them this. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be great to ask Thomas and Kirk and. Olslager and all of them this mm-hmm. question, but do they view that raging defeat for issue one as the people of the Ohio don't want to talk about that and don't want it reformed, or do they read it and maybe because it went too far and it was too permanent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because if they take it that it went too far, they've just put it in a back burner again and nothing will ever be done. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think that's right either. So what was, how bad did it fail? Well, here in Stark County, it's seventy to thirty, but I think it was like I think it was like that in the state too. And, and was it was it projected to be closer? I mean, I thought it would be closer. I thought it would be closer, and I wasn't sure which way it was going to lean. I mean, that was mm-hmm. my biggest thing as yeah. we were covering it on mm-hmm. Tuesday night, and mm-hmm. I think it ended up being sixty five thirty five or somewhere around okay. in there. And something I did while we were on the air, as I was trying to see, as as it was just kept getting bigger and bigger gap. I wanted to see what the border counties were doing because the big anti-issue one people were saying it makes the border counties and the border cities in Ohio a safe haven for drug mm, mm-hmm. And so I went to just a handful, not a lot, but I, I, think I looked about six of them, and I think five of them were decidedly, like I'm, I'm talking 75 to 80% no 
to yes. The only mm-hmm. one that mm-hmm. I saw that I looked at that was yes was Lucas County, which was Toledo mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I wonder if that message got put out there, and that's what really you know hit people on some of those border counties in the state. There was like, hey, right. I don't want to be a safe haven to. You yeah, know, I, yeah, you know, I think that was a scare tactic. And I, I think don't it was. Think that, I don't mm-hmm. think that was true. I don't think it was going to make anything any less safe, um, because they were still going to convict you for, you know, if you possess something that obviously nineteen nineteen grams of of uh, fentanyl. I think if somebody caught you with that, they know you're not taking that for yourself. Right. That's right. not personal use. Right. I I, I think you know when you look at when I talk to the people in Connecticut, like the gentleman that runs the program in Connecticut, it's been a raging success. They've done exactly what the amendment. But the difference was that in Connecticut, they passed it as a legislature. So they passed it as a law. They didn't put it into their permanent uh, constitution. Ours was an amendment that was going to be permanent. And so there's a difference. And, and I think that's what got people. But... You know, Ohio has, in in Connecticut, they don't have that option. Ohio, when they drafted the Constitution, allowed the citizens of Ohio to make changes that the legislature refused to tackle. Okay. And so that was the option here that we had. And there were a lot of conservatives, like Newt Gingrich and different people, that came out for Issue 1. So if they would have made this a legislative Instead of a constitutional, are you saying that it, it had a better chance, a, a much better chance to pass? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think if it wasn't constitutional, so okay. how it may not have passed, but it wouldn't be as big as it was. So those who were in favor of it, the only way they could get it on the ballot was to say it would have to be a constitutional amendment. Is Bingo. that right? Bingo. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, because they couldn't. It, it was a it was a change that the people were going to say we want. Yeah versus the legislature because the legislature hasn't acted mm-hmm. to do anything. Okay. And we're the you know, we're the second in this nation in drug overdoses and we're the fifth in the nation in incarceration rates. Mm. And so obviously incarceration rates aren't helping the opioid deaths. Right. Right. And and so there was a there was a strong and, and plus the ramifications for people who get busted for simple possession. Um, are are just as great as someone who's pushing a lot of times. Is the, this is a little off topic, but is the opioid epidemic still raging? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because it's kind of dropped out of the public eye, uh, at least from my opinion, from well, kind of sitting back. I mean, I don't hear a lot of talk about it as much as we did maybe two years ago. Well, how much... It's just like <laughs> it's just like mass murders now. Yeah. I mean, we talked for a while about the killing at the, in yeah. California and, the, and as horrific as it is, but it's not like in the past, we would have... This would have been a week talking yeah, about right. it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think as things get worse, sometimes we get a little bit Calloused, right? Yeah, exactly. And used to it. And the and news media just kind of moves on. They're moving on to the next story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that's a fire. If fire yeah. in California, we're not talking about the... the mm-hmm. All they're trying to do now is find the motive, which makes no sense to me. Yeah. It's like, okay, we want to know the reason why he did it. What, what difference does it make? Doesn't bring anybody back. <laughs> no. All right. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to get into 
John, or John's, Dave's board games. The board games that we have to play. <laughs> That's right. We're going to do that. Stay this tuned. better be good. I'm so excited. I want to hear it all. <laughs> I think he's mocking you, Dave. I think he I'm is. I'm not. I'm, I'm mocking that commercial. Oh, okay. Or the spot. I, uh, <laughs> all right, what are the board games, Dave? <laughs> doesn't even doesn't even set it up at all. Just, what board what games you want to talk game, about? Dave. Well... I, I'm probably dating myself a little bit, but I, I love the idea of, of playing board games with family and friends. Oh, I think that's great. And I, I think there's probably not a lot of people that do that anymore. We still know. play Yahtzee. Okay. And, you know, yeah. they call them bored for a reason. <laughs> okay. I get it. <laughs> two two games that, that we played last weekend uh, while we were we were actually down in Hocking Hills last okay. weekend. So had uh, And these are, these are games for eight. What the eight. heck is Hocking Hills? What Hocking is Hills? Where is it? Logan, down in Logan, down around Athens and Logan, southeastern Ohio. I don't know where that is. Old Man's Cave. Really? Conkle's, Conkle's Cave. All, you, I, I, I know where it is. Most, Joe, most people do okay. know what Hocking Hills I'm is. Really it's a, like a vacation It's a nature. Spot, yeah. lots, of, lots of cabins that people well, rent. That's the problem. Like that. yeah. 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 Okay. Room, room service is, is what you're interested <laughs> in. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Anyway. Two games, and they, these games, by the way, are both for ages 18 and older. All right. All right. So they're, they're adult board games. Okay. The first ta- uh, game is called Hashtag It. All right. Hashtag It, where you go around the, the table, and uh, each person kind of takes the lead. They, you pick a ridiculous photo card. It's something that's in a, in a, on a card. It's a photo, but it's outlandish, like a, a guy holding a monkey okay. or a, a guy... Uh, hanging out of a closet holding a pair of pants okay. or something ridiculous. And then you get so many, you get up to seven cards, and then whoever has the photo card, you give them these hashtag lines that you think the person will pick to match the picture. Oh, wow. It's kind of like apples to apples. Or cards against humanity. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. Okay. It's similar, but it says hashtag. So, so, <laughs> so like uh, if... if uh, if a uh, if the guy has the uh, holding the monkey, you may give a, a hashtag that says hashtag true love, or hashtag my new friend, or something along those lines, and then you get points if if your card is selected as the one. Okay, the other one. Oh, that sounds exciting. It's, that's fun. It's okay, really fun. The other one is called guilty as charged. All right. Uh, it's the party game of pointing fingers. Ooh. Yeah, you get a you get a a little voting dial with an arrow. Yeah, and a card is selected, and some of the examples might be something like, "This person is most likely to talk their way out of a speeding ticket," and then you secretly point, you go around the table and you point the arrow at the person at the table you think best fits that. Okay, or somebody Ooh. that says most like people get mad. Yeah, most likely to crash a <laughs> wedding. That's great. <laughs> most likely to grab the mic. At karaoke. Oh. Most likely to take the last piece of pizza. Okay. So what you do is you, you point at the person at the table you think is is the one. Right. And the majority wins. If you point at yourself, you get extra bonus points. If you point at yourself and you don't and you're not part of the majority, you lose points. So it's it's a blast. It oh yeah, I can see a oh, really yeah. wrecking relationship. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, it's fun. It's it's a it's a good time. Yeah, 
Yeah. So how many people were still we left had, after that game? Well, no, I mean you you just you, it's the first one to ten, and then you start over. You keep you get. Yeah, but I mean, how many people left after that and just said, I, "I'm not, I'm done. I'm, I'm leaving." <laughs> no, it, we we didn't play it that. I mean, it was for fun. Okay. Yeah. I could see it in my family turning into a fight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my brother and cousins. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It'd be like yeah. people be. Throwing down after a while. <laughs> the trick to games like hashtag apples to apples and cards against humanity is knowing the sense of humor of the person reading. Exactly, it's the judge because right. you know you, you yeah, just pass you that around the every, table every you time you take I a turn. I know nothing about any of these yeah. games. Yeah. I've never heard judge against humanity. Yeah, cards, cards against, against cards humanity. against oh, humanity. Yeah, that one can get really dark. Yeah, really dark. You should look it up. Yeah, I really like dark games. Flash flash tag right. Or flashlight tag, dark game. That's for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's his darkest game. That's it. I, I, no, you would you would like it. You would, you have a good sense of humor. You well, would like it. Yeah, you know what's more important? We're going to find out what feng shui is. Okay. When we come back, you, I want I want you to listen right. to this and give I'm, me. I'm opinion. interested. I'm in. Because you think it's colors, don't you? I don't know what it is. <laughs> We're going to find out. Who's talk fourteen eighty WHBC. You know, I talked about this at the beginning, and, and uh, you know, Sean has heard about it. I've heard about it. I've heard a lot about it when decorators and different people, they talk about, they throw it around, feng shui. It's, it's okay, it usually is like decoration. What do you want to put plants? What do you want to oh, put? Okay. What colors do you want to have? And, and, and I thought, it's, it's a Chinese term. Okay. So I went to Jeff Yang, who is a, uh, of Chinese descent. <clears throat> he is also trained in feng shui in Malaysia uh, and certified in it and knows what it's all about as far as the Chinese tradition of feng shui. It's mm-hmm. much more serious there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it goes deeper than decoration. And so I, I interviewed him earlier in the week, and I wanted to play it. This is Jeff, uh, my interview with Jeff Yang about feng shui. Jeff, feng shui is a term that's kind of in vogue today as a mere, almost a decorating technique, but it is truly rooted in ancient Chinese culture. What does the term feng shui mean, and what is the origin of it? Okay, feng shui actually is, uh, means wind and water. Okay, wind and water means wind will blow any direction, and water also flows one direction, sometimes different. One direction tells you the flow of energy, and wind also blowing everywhere. Because that's the that's how the Chinese distinguish the energy coming in to the house. This way back in ancient China, they used feng shui to distinguish for luck, you know, for the next generation. And for example, like where the emperor died, they make sure buried the emperor in the right direction so their descendant will take over the position. And that's what the feng shui comes in. And it's not an art of placement, and we're not an interior designer. We're also not a psychic. <laughs> it's all metaphysic. Now, the energy you're talking about, the chi. When we talk about chi, talk about energy, don't we? Life energy. And that's, it's often attributed to Kung Fu, but it's also true in this case it, when it comes to Feng Shui, isn't it? Yeah, Feng Shui, the energy is not like from, it's different from Kung Fu, okay? Kung Fu energy, Qi, is from internally coming out from your body, from inside. Okay. And, the, and Feng Shui is from the outside 
environment. Say you have a bad, on your front door facing a bad energy. And for example, like there's a tree in front of your door, we call that negative energy. Okay, for example, like if your door is facing north, and north also represents water, and that is negative energy coming through that door. Okay, so feng shui is really kind of a, a manipulation of energy to take advantage of the positive energy within like a living space, is it not? The energy of this thing coming in is the person. Okay, let's say you invited me to your office right now. If I'm standing outside, there's no energy inside your office, no, nothing involved. Like me, let's say I'm coming in as your guest. I'm the good energy. Mm-hmm. If I stay outside your office, I'm not producing good energy for you because you didn't let me in. So if you open the, once you open the door, I'm coming in now, and I make that room as like an action so the good energy will be in that room. Okay. I don't know if you follow me from there. I, I, I do. And then it, it all starts with one one's birth element. I remember you asking me what my birthday was, and that determined my birth element. Aren't there five elements involved in feng shui? Correct. There's five elements, which is water, earth, wood, metal, and fire. Okay. Those are the elements. Like, for example, like myself, I'm a metal that determines what a kind of person or element you're going to have. And so once you determine your element, that affects how everything goes with feng shui going forward. Correct. Once you determine your birth element, then the second step is to determine one's qua or qua number? Qua number. Qua number. And and what is that? Explain that. Okay, qua number, for example, like based on your birthday, let's say... I'm a quan number six. Okay. okay. Okay, that tells me that's my characteristic is authority, leadership, power, things like that, loud voice, commanding. Okay. And then let's say let's say you're quan number one, okay? Yes. It means it's the person character is a wisdom, same intelligence, philosopher. Okay, now once you determine your quan number, your your birth element whether it's what, which one of the five it is, and then you determine your qua number, does that dictate then how you position things or determines your direction in a home, how to position beds and such, how to incorporate your personal elements into that area to affect the positive energy? Does, is that part of that? Yes. Okay, like for me, I'm, a, I'm number six. Okay, I'm the Kwan number six. That means I'm in the West group. The West group means all the Northwest, West, Southwest, and Northeast. All those are my good locator, locator. Okay. You know, like a sector. I should say sector. In order for me to have good results from doing something, I want to face out of those four directions, like the West, Northwest, Southwest, or Northeast. Those are the directions I want to face in order to bring in good energy coming in. And you can only do that once you determine what your qua number is. Correct. So the logical thing then would be to say, if I was working at a desk, I'd want that desk, you would want that desk to face west. Not the desk. 
you won the faith the death. Okay. So you won the faith the direction, not the death. I got it's it. You, the death has no energy. I got it. You know, the death is just not. It's just a death. I got it. So you just want to place yourself in those places in your home. Well, for me, I want those other four directions. Yes, I want to face that direction. And then, for example, like some people, like my own kids. Okay, they. They're doctors, so I make sure when they're studying, they're facing the, the de- doctorate sector. For them. Facing that direction to be a doctor, to have good uh, education, you know, things like that. And so they, they need to face where their qua number tells them to face. Correct. That's why we have to go to school for that, and they give you all this knowledge to learn. It's just like, for example, like for working if you have somebody, you know, they're quant number two, you want to know that you guys can work well or that person can make money for you or hurt you. That everything goes from the quant number. Okay, what about this? What about, say, I was an, an earth element? Correct. Without even getting into my quant number, would I want to have plants in my house? No, no. That's a placement of, feng shui is not placement of things. Okay. It's not it's not things like that. It's you. It's the earth that doesn't mean anything. Just like that just tells me you're the earth person. What hurts earth? You know, things like that. Now if you have water coming in, if you have a partner of water, okay, you'll be very, very confused. Because water, you know, when come water to earth turn to muddy water. That's interesting. When inside the muddy water, you cannot see, correct? Yes. That means you that person will make you confused when you do things. So now, Earth, if you have another person, Earth working with you, you two will grow, because you are two the same. Okay. Okay, let's say a wood person working for you, so now the wood will benefit from you, because the wood grows from, from the Earth, right? Yes. You're of Chinese ancestry. Yes. And you, you grew up in the Philippines, and this is pretty embedded into the Chinese culture, feng shui, is it not? Yes. And Chinese always use feng shui to bring luck for good health. And in fact, I graduated from Malaysia, and I was the only one certified in Ohio from Malaysia from this school. Hmm. And most of the schools here are mostly hocus pocus. They just read from the book and arrangement of furniture, colors, uh, clutter and clutter. Those are not feng shui. Clutter and clutter we call organization. If you want to say clutter and clutter, the whole room should be empty. Uh-huh. Okay. You know, if it's clutter, it's an organized clutter. It doesn't mean anything. Energy travels. I don't. It doesn't matter where they hop. So it's so energy right now is everywhere. It's not just you, you can do a clutter and clutter. You have good energy. No, it's just psychological. What about the idea of of having a home that's that has plenty of windows and open, good ventilation, all that stuff? Is that is that all part of the hocus pocus too? Yes. Now, it's hocus-pocus. It's like when he, when he close the window, there's no wind coming in, correct? Right. But once you open it, then the energy comes in. Yes. But once it, it's like the front of our door, because the most important is the front door. When I measure your house, with a lo- it's called low pan. Low pan, it's a compass with all the numbers and characters. That tells me what's coming in to, through the house and through the front door. The front door is just like our mouth. 
Okay, you put your mouth through your, I mean, the food through your mouth, not through the ears. So everything comes in through the mouth and distributes to our body, to our hands, stomach, things like that. And just like energy, once you open the front door, the energy comes in and depends on where they activate, which, which room has more energy flowing, just like you, let's say you're watching TV in the north sector. Okay. Yes. So when the energy comes in, that north sector will be activated. Because I'm in that room. Right. The rest, the rest of the room is not activated. That means it's not going to affect anything. It all revolves around us as people. Correct. And where we place ourselves and how we face and direction and things like that. It has nothing to do with anything else in a home. Correct. Not like, like you mean like color? Yes, not, like color, but but the front door and things like that are important, which way they face and all that. Correct. That, that's very important. It depends on your quad, too. Let's say I'm just using an example, okay? When the door is facing north, and then I, I know that's water coming in, what element will hurt by water? Metal. Yes. Right? Water will rust the metal. So when there's the north coming in, and I'll be weak. Does water rust, rust the metal? Interesting. So which way should your door face in order for it to affect you being metal? Okay, from being metal, what produced metal? Earth. Earth. So I need, I need earth energy coming in. So I have to find the door that has earth energy before I build the house. East will be earth, so okay. that will be a good door for me. All right. I want to have a house like that. If someone is looking... To incorporate feng shui. I mean, there are articles everywhere. It's a, such a, a mishmash of things. There are, If you go on the Internet and plug it in, there are thousands of explanations of what feng shui is, how to design your home, how to do this stuff. But if someone really wanted to incorporate feng shui, say they're building a home, how could they get in touch with you? How can they do it right, Jeff? They can get hold of me through my phone number. It's 330-353-4453. And before you build a house, I need to see the one's going to be dig the ground. That's the, when they start digging the ground, that's the first day of the energy coming out from the house, from the ground. Interesting. Okay. And then also, secondly, I need the birthday of the, pe- the person who's living in there. And that way we can figure out which door is better. For the person who lives in there, every house has four good sectors and four bad sectors. It doesn't matter how much you pay for the house. You can have a billion-dollar house. You still have four bad sectors, four good sectors. Jeff you know, Yang, like, I thank you. Give us your number again, please, before we before we go. Okay, three three zero three five three four four five three, and I'm the only one certified in Malaysia in Ohio here. I appreciate you being on with us, and take care. Thank you so much, Jeff Yang. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank Thank you. We're going to have our contest when we come back. Stay tuned. Because getting there is half the fun. Traffic in the morning and when it trends. Coverage like nowhere else. This is WHBC. It is contest time, and you can win a $50 gift card to Bunker Hill Golf Course in Medina. Kenny Rhoda's favorite place. Let's go to caller number one. What's your name, please? 
This is Liz. Liz, you yeah. are the you are. I'm so glad you called. Liz, who well, are you going to give this to? You don't golf, do you? I don't golf. My husband was a golfer. I've got grandkids that golf, and I've got great-grandkids that are in tournaments now. Oh, good, good. Uh, I, that's, what, that's what my problem is. I don't know what, what to do with it. Well, give it, to, give it to two of them and let them split it. Which one of them? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, the, the, you know what you do? Yeah. You give them the same questions and answers that I gave you and see which one answers it and give it to them. Oh, well, I could do that, too. <clears throat> All right, my Liz. Husband even, my, uh, Go ahead. Uh, my husband even, even uh, patented an indoor golf. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have it. It's, uh, he's in the in 70. Well, that's in unbelievable. 70. Yes, yes. Well, Liz, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. What are the first names of the lip-syncing musical duo known as I'm... Millie Vanilli? <laughs> it's Rob Fab. Yes, Rob and Fab. You're right. In <laughs> Rob two... and Fab, yeah. yeah. In 2003, which U.S. state was officially declared the birthplace of aviation? Oh, yay, Ohio. Yes. Yes. What king of golf lent his name to a mixture of iced tea and lemonade? Oh, yeah. Arnold Palmer. You are good, Liz. <laughs> you are good. Well, that's all I heard was golf when right. my husband was living. Right, that's awesome. Liz, oh. I love you. You want a 50? Yep, you I love a, you too, Joe. Thank you so much. You want a $50 I, I dollar gift card to Bunker Hill Golf Course in Medina? Yes. And if you hold, we're going to get your information, and then okay. you could have someone come in and pick it up for you. Okay. God bless your mother, too. Thank so. you so much, Liz. You yeah. have a great one. You, too. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. She's on hold. I um, We have two minutes. I'm going to give a story. There's a guy in England. Seriously. Okay. Oh, no, he's Dutch. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's 69 years old. And he says he does not feel his age, and he started a battle, a legal battle, mm -hmm. to reduce his age by 20 years. Get out of here. He says he feels like he's 49. He wants to be 49. He said if other people can change what their gender is or what their other things are, mm -hmm. he said I should be able to change my, my age to 49 legally. <clears throat> wow. And so he's gone to court with this. Mm -hmm. And the judge is actually agreeing with him. They haven't had a ruling yet. But he said, I could do so much more at 49. People talk to me. When I'm 69, I'm limited. When I'm 49, I could buy a new house, drive a new car. I can take up work again. I'm in Tinder. He says, I'm on Tinder, and it says I'm 69. I get no answers. But when I'm 49, I, I get all kinds of answers. <laughs> so I want to be 49. I see myself as 49. And wow. he's doing it. Okay. Now, I'm going to I'm going to court to get my status changed to a full head of hair. Okay. <laughs> because when, when I look in the mirror deep inside, mm -hmm. I see Fabio. And I think... That I should be able to change my driver's license to brown hair. I want your mirror. <laughs> it's like a piece of cardboard up there. And he just... oh. <laughs>
I want to thank John Lay for coming in and being with us. Jeff Yang for allowing me to or Jeff Jeff Yang for allowing me to interview him. I want to thank uh, Dave Sheets for sitting in and being co-host <laughs> today. Sean, thank you so much for all you do, and J. David Rust for bringing us the news, and all of you who listen to this show. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Make great things happen. Thank a vet. Yeah. And I will talk to you next Saturday.